welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is more of a personal development episode where I want to dig into your true self and your anti-self. I recently came across this exercise created by Mike Bayer, Mike Bayer. I'm not sure how to say his last name. I have to look it up again. But he is a very famous life coach. He's Dr. Phil's go-to life coach and What he talks about is this exercise of understanding the difference between your true self or your best self and your anti-self or the worst possible version of you you can be. What really helps with this exercise or with this distinction between these two things is that you can acknowledge it and see it more clearly when it's there in front of your face. For instance, I always tell my guys, my clients, and all the men I speak to, When you go on a date or before you go on a date, have an idea of what you're looking for. It doesn't have to be this, you know, totally, it doesn't have to be pages of a description, but even just having three things, like I want to date a woman who is, who is blah, blah, and blah. (laughs) I could have used examples there, but you know what I'm saying? So we laugh a lot. We have great conversation and I feel like a confident guy when I'm with her. So if you go into a date with those intentions and looking for that, and then you get, and then you get it or you feel it with the woman you go on the date with, it's a good indicator to you that she, that she is someone you want to pursue in the future, right? Because she hit your three main targets of this is what I really want to experience on a date with a woman. And if I do experience these things, that's a good sign for me to move forward. So just knowing that having clarity around those having clarity around that helps you to move forward in your life. Whereas if you just go on a date and you're like, ah, it was okay. I guess I'll go again. It doesn't, it allows you to waste time. It allows you to not be clear on what you're really looking for and therefore never find what you're really looking for because you're not clear about it. So going back to the exercise of your best self, um, Mike Byer gives a, gives this idea or this his, his whole exercise, is to come up with adjectives that describe your best self and draw a character that, that you want to be your best self at. It could be like, it could be anything. It could be whatever you want to draw. It could be you. It could be a fucking wizard, a witch, <laughs> whatever. That would probably be your anti- anti-self, the witch. But like, but anything you want to draw, a Superman, just something that separates your best self and gives it an image. You just want to give it an image. Then you want to name it so that there's even more distinction, right? So you do the same with your anti-self. You draw a character and then you give it a name along with the adjectives that describe the worst versions of you. When you're your worst self, what are you? Are you judgmental? Are you shameful? Are you embarrassed? Are you, do you have a high anxiety? You know, versus when you're your best self, are you confident? Do you display leadership? Do you play the victor role instead of the victim role? You know, what are you, what describes your best self? So having these distinctions and these images and names allows you to pull away or pull towards who you want to be and who you do not want to be, 
right? For instance, when I was dealing with major anxiety, and if you guys have stuck around with me long enough, you know that I used to have panic attacks and I went through neurofeedback and it completely cured my panic attacks. I haven't had a panic attack since, which is freaking crazy because that was three years ago and the therapy is two minutes long. I did it three times and it cured years of anxiety. Um, so if you guys want more information on neurofeedback and how you can cure your long-term depression, anxiety, um, please reach out to me because I can help you. I know a doctor in LA and we're connected, so I can definitely, um, introduce you to him. Anyway, knowing that I went through that and had that anxiety, um, one thing I decided to do was to separate it from me. Because after years of telling myself, Steph, you're a girl who has anxiety. Hey, I'm Steph. I struggle with anxiety. It, instead of taking ownership over something I didn't want in my life, I started separating it from me in the sense, of, in the sense that I didn't want to own it anymore. I didn't want it to be part of me. Um, so what I did was actually start telling myself, this is not part of me. This is not who I am. And whenever I had an anxiety attack, whenever I had an anxiety attack, I would do things like record myself talking in a video. And uh, going through the attack, I would put my face on video. I didn't show anyone this video. It It was just for me. And I would describe how I was feeling. And I would say, right now, I'm feeling really scared. You know, I'm afraid that I'm going to get sick. I'm afraid that this person doesn't love me. I'm afraid that I'll never find someone who will love me the way this person loved me. Blah, blah, blah. And just stating everything I was feeling in the moment of that attack. And then I knew that, okay, the next day when I'm not dealing with this attack, when I'm able to breathe again, then I can know for sure how to handle this situation with this version of me who I'm trying to help. So I didn't see that version of me as my best self. I saw it as my worst self, my scared self, my worried self, my anxious self. And that's not the part of me I wanted to be, and that's not the part of me I wanted to tell people I was, because I didn't want to be that person. So instead of saying, hey, I'm stuffed with anxiety, I said, hey, I'm stuffed, sometimes I'm affected by anxiety, but I don't let it control me, and I'm conquering it. Because it can be conquered. Anxiety can totally be overcome. And, you know, that not to make this whole thing about anxiety, but just having the separation of putting that on video, knowing that this is not me, this is something that's trying to take a hold of me. But the more I understand it and the more aware of it I am, the better I can treat it, the better I can understand it when I'm in a good state of mind, when I'm in the proper headspace. And that's what I did. I even gave it a name. And her name was, <laughs> so creative, Debbie Downer. So, <laughs> so whenever I felt that anxiety coming on, I would literally say, Debbie, get the fuck away. Debbie, you're not helping me right now. And as silly as it sounds, just by calling out that feeling and attaching it to something that was not part of me, it was Debbie. It wasn't Stephanie. It was Debbie. Okay? That gave me the freedom to take back my control and tell Debbie what to do and tell Debbie that she may affect me in the short term. She may have some effect, but I'm going to fight. And I'm not going to give up. And she's not going to control me and she's not going to take over me. So it was a really powerful lesson for me. And it was just a powerful tool, just giving that version of me a name and understanding that I don't want to be this person and I don't want to label myself with this anxiety because I don't want that. 
Um, and so often, you know, you have to think about your beliefs and you have to think about the way you label yourself because I know a lot of you guys will say, oh, I'm broke. I'm, I have high anxiety. I have major stress. I'm always stressed. The more you tell yourself these things, the more you think these things, the more you will allow these things to control your life. That's really how it goes. Um, and you know, if you, it's as simple as things like, oh, I have a bad memory. If you tell yourself continuously that you have a bad memory, what makes you think your brain is going to try to remember things if your belief system is you don't have a good memory? It won't. It won't try. And like, I had a client of mine laugh at me once. He's like, oh, you think like just me believing that I will will change anything? And I'm like, well, it's a freaking start. <laughs> you have to start, you have to at least know that you're in control of your body and your mind, because you are. I always say this, the brain is plastic. The brain forms um, and builds new neural pathways based on your repetition of thought and behavior. So you are in control. And if you, if you even take something as simple as, you know, I'm not good at remembering names, and you change it to, I can always remember names. I always remember my dreams. I always remember um, people's phone numbers. Like, try telling yourself that and see, because the subconscious picks up on the language we feed it. Why do you think the most successful people in the world write down their goals every morning in statements that say, I am? I am powerful. I am wealthy. I have this much income coming to me every month. I am as healthy as I'll ever be. I have, you know, my body fat percentage is this. Like, getting really specific on things, you know? And it happens. And I'm... I'm a pure example of that. Like all the things that I've attracted in my life, I first stated and I wrote on paper. I'm not even kidding. Like coming to California, I would write down in a journal for three years, like where I would live and what it would look like. And honestly, the apartment I'm in now is a really good depiction of what I wrote down three years ago. So yeah, it may take time and it's still going to take time to get me to my bigger goals, right? But just the fact that I wrote down, I, I am calm. I'm confident. Anxiety does not affect me anymore. Like, that was a few years ago. Like, I am calmer. Like, maybe I have, of course I have worries. Of course I have shit that gets in the way in my head. And we all struggle with that. And we're human. It's going to happen. But just knowing that we're in control and we can change how we want our life to go based on our belief structure, based on the voice in our head, based on how we start thinking. So think about what you want and start noticing what is the worst part of me? What is the part of me that plays the victim? What is the part of me that is judging other people? When does that side of me come out? So like the second part of the exercise would be to ask yourself that question specifically. You know, when does the worst part of me, what situations bring out the anti-me? It's not even you, it's the anti-you. So like what situations in life bring about the anti-you? And then how would the best version of you come in and save the day and handle that situation? Because once you start living as the best version of you, once you start taking, taking ownership of the things you want for your life and actually focusing on them and not focusing on the stress or the worry or the regret, but moving forward, because that's when you get depressed, guys, when all you do is focus on what you don't have and what you can't do and what you didn't get. You know, you worked for something, you didn't get it. Oh, now I'm depressed. I'll never have anything, blah, blah, blah. Enough with that. Don't tell yourself that. 
Be careful with the words you use. Be careful what you tell yourself because those form your beliefs. And once you form a belief pattern, it's very hard to change. You can change, but it's very hard. You want to set yourself up for success, right? We don't want to set ourselves up for failure. And this is with dating. This is with health. This is with wealth. This is with our happiness level. So it's like, you know, even when you get to the point of, even if right now you're listening to this and you're like, Steph, you're full of shit. I don't believe any of this. Wouldn't you want to believe it? Like, if you could believe it, like, say it was true, can it hurt to just look at the things that you have? Can it, you know, does that hurt in any way? No. It's kind of like a workout at the gym. Like, no one ever regrets a workout. Just as no one ever regrets looking at the positives for a day. And I'm not saying, like, oh, just be positive all the time, because you're not going to do that, and that's not human, and it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. What works is focusing on what am I doing right now to move forward? How can I be happiest today? What do I have to do? What's one thing I could do to be happier today? What's one thing I can do today to show, to show my best self? You know, the quality, the quality I really, like, pick a quality and, like, leadership. Like, what can I do today to be a strong leader and show that? What can I do today to support someone else? Because it feels good helping other people, right? It feels good supporting other people. So even doing that, like just taking one, and I'm not saying you have to do all these steps, just pick one step a day where you can do what you say you're going to do, follow through with it, and prove time and time and again to yourself that you're a person who moves forward. You're a person who focuses on what you want. You're a person who gets what you want because you focus on it, because you take action, Right? There's too many people today thinking, oh, you just think about positive things and all of a sudden they come in your life. No, you have to fucking do the work. You have to, you have to not only visualize it and not only write it down and not only put all your focus and energy towards what you want and towards a healthy life for yourself, but you also have to do the steps because that's what's going to give you that boost of serotonin and, and dopamine and motivation and get you going. Right, Because as we all know, motivation doesn't last. It really doesn't. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm motivated. Now I'm going to build a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> like too many people think that today. And it's, it's really like, no, motivation comes and goes really fucking quick. So it's, it's all about knowing and understanding what's going to motivate you. Maybe it's taking little steps. Maybe it's waking up early. Maybe it's going to the gym every day. Maybe it's some positive affirmations in the mirror. And for you guys, no one has to know you do this shit. Like, no one has to know. Um, and I know you guys want to do it because I have clients of mine tell me all the time, like, oh, I would never tell anyone I'm doing this, but it does feel really good when I do it, when I get in a habit. Because it does. Because we want it. The more you talk yourself up, the more confident you are in person, in yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you're willing to go out of your way to do things for yourself and improve your life. If you don't give a shit about yourself, you're not going to try to move forward. You're not going to take on, you know, these new experiences of building these habits of, of getting, getting fitter or improving your, your job skills or, you know, working on your relationships. You're not going to do that if you don't give a shit about you. And that's really what it's about. It's like once you accept you and you really care about yourself, then you're going to accept you're going, you're going to attract a woman who accepts you and really cares about you. So start, start from within. Start with you. And a great way to start with you is acknowledging this is the part of me I don't want to be 
And this is the part of me I want to be. So that when you're in a situation of feeling really down, you can call out that name of that character you've created with the adjectives that are your worst self, right? And you could say, all right, I'm being him right now. I'm being Mr. Gremlin right now. (laughs) Whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, Just come up with a name where it's like, all right, I'm being this. How can I be more like Superman version of me? Or whatever name you want to come up for the best version of you. See, can you notice like, or just just having it get an idea of how much easier it is to transition from your worst self to your best self when you attach certain qualities to your worst self and you have an image and you have this concrete thing that's separate from your from from you internally. It's like the more we get things out of our head and onto paper where we can see the difference, the easier it is to set, make that distinction and say, okay, this is not what I want. This is who I want to be. So what can I do to to get one of these adjectives right now? What can I do to be happier right now? You know, and pick one of the adjectives on the list of your best self. So that's a really great way to, I always say, play the victor, not the victim, right? And if you're in this place where you're constantly playing the victim, oh, I don't have this, or I'll never get this, or fuck this, women suck, I'm broke, I'll always be broke, cut that shit out and get an idea of what your best self is. Look at that list and use it. Use it effectively because it will seriously help you. All right, guys. That was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I also hope you head over to iTunes to leave a rating and review for this podcast. All you have to do is scroll all the way down on iTunes, write two sentence, two sentence review. Give me five stars, please. That would be great. Um, and yeah, let me know how this podcast is providing you with value. I really appreciate you guys who have left comments, um, or left a five star rating. It really, really means a lot to me. And, um, and yeah, I just want to thank you for supporting me. Um, I just feel so blessed just to have so many men who, who just appreciate and acknowledge what I'm doing. It, it's just really nice. (laughs) Um, you know, I was really afraid to start this business and and do what I'm doing at first because I do have a a shitty past with men and it was scary for me. You know, I was like, I don't want to attract all these uh, perverts and asshole guys who are going to tear me apart. And you guys have not only lifted me up, but like lifted me higher and given me more confidence as a woman um, to do this work and to help you guys the best way that I can, because I know that men and women are different. We have different strengths and you guys help me and, you know, I'm trying my best to help you. So it's just, I think it's a really beautiful give and take, but anyway, just wanted to say thanks for all your support and all of your respect. It means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you a lot. All right. Like I said, that is today's episode. Leave a rating and review. Also check out my YouTube at Steph Ganowski and have a great morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world. I'll talk to you soon.